You're listening to the Audacious Church Podcast. This message was recorded live at our Chester campus. We know this is a great investment into your life. So tune in, listen up and stay focused. For any more information, visit us online, audaciouschurch.com. Last September, we talked about starting new, three new campuses in Sheffield, Cardiff, and online. And this week, we've been super active. We started our online life group. And in our life group online, we have people in that life group from Ecuador, Germany, France, India, all in one life group. How amazing is the interweb? So good. And then Sheffield, we did our second interest night this week, which was incredible. Cardiff did their first ever interest night. Over 50 people connected with us and are excited about church starting in those new cities. The missions are going to help with that as well, accelerate our plans for those incredible cities. God's doing amazing things. He's building His church and is using us to be part of what He wants to do. And God's got a plan. And we've just got to say yes to it. If we want to sign up, be part of what God's doing, His plan is through the local church. And so it's an honour to be part of what God is doing here in Chester as well. I was reminiscing with someone this week about my time in Sheffield as a student. I was actually in Sheffield for nine years. And as a student, I had a car, an Austin Metro. If you're over 40, you have driven an Austin Metro. Give me an amen, people. Amen. Come on. And mine was British Racing Green, which at the time was like, you are literally, it doesn't come any better than that. Live in the dream, but like everything on the outside was good, but on the inside, it was not so good. I'd have to park at the top of a hill just to make sure tomorrow I can at least go somewhere. Either the petrol would have been empty or the battery would have been empty. Something would not be working. And so I could just get it over the hill, get down, you know, Sheffield is just hills after hills after hills. And I could at least try and kickstart it before, you know, there was a crash at the bottom of the road. And so that's how I'd live, you know, my existence. I saw this meme this week and it was referring to people, drivers, and uh, it's, it's coming up now. It says there's two, two types of people in this world. Number one, you know, the people that just, they fill up petrol, it just goes beyond, uh, you know, beyond the halfway, and they're like, I need to fill up right now. And there's others in this room, you know who you are, and uh, it's on empty, you're like, it's got one mile in the tank, but you know, when the manufacturer says you've got one mile, you've really got 50. Am I right? You know it. There's two types of people in the world, but the truth is we can live like that. We can actually either be in two parts where there'll be people in the room and you're kind of perfectionist. And unless you've got everything together, you've ticked all the boxes, you've worked your life out, you've got the roadmap for your future, then you feel like, man, I'm not, unless everything's lined up, I'm not sure anything's right at all. And you can feel like you're living like that behind the eight ball. The, the, the other end of the spectrum is you can just exist in your life living off fumes. You come to a Sunday and it's just about enough to get through, scrape through another week. 
And, you know, you live your life on empty. And I guess over the last year and a bit of lockdowns and isolation, there'll be more people maybe in that camp who have who've spent their, who've got to this point in life and you're feeling like a little bit dry. You're feeling a little bit empty. But I want to say that's not God's design or His plan for your life. His plan, His desire is that you would live full. That you can be fully charged wherever you go anytime. Today is Pentecost Sunday. Pentecost Sunday where the church globally celebrates the birthday. This is the church birthday where the church was, was birthed. The Holy Spirit came and filled God's people to enable them to do what we just see at saw is to go on mission. Spend our life on mission. And so we celebrate and commemorate the day that the Holy Spirit was given to all people. If you don't know much about God, maybe you're new to faith, then God, I know this is a lot to wrap your head around, but God is three persons in one. One God we worship. We serve one God, but He's found in three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The Father, we, we worship and honor, we pray to, we, we worship, we thank God for justice and truth comes from the Father, second person of the Trinity is Jesus, the Son of God, whom the Father sent. We thank God for the Son, that in Him we, our lives were substituted. He took all of our wrongdoing, all of our sin, and He took it on. He lived a perfect life that we could never live, so that we can have a second chance at life. And then He pointed the way and left us with the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity, and that's what we're celebrating today. And I'm going to read you a scripture when the day of Pentecost happened for the first time. (coughs) Excuse me, it's Acts chapter 2 verse 1. If you've got your Bibles, turn there. When the day of Pentecost came, (coughs) they were all together in one place. Suddenly, Victor, you are a legend. Give it up for Victor. They were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole place, the whole house, where they were sitting. And they saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and they began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. I want you to note first of all, the people were all together in one place. The reason we're here today is because what we have in common is Jesus Christ. We come to worship God together. We're all in one place. We come from different backgrounds, different social demographics, even different nations. But we come together because we have the main thing as the main thing, which is our connection and relationship with Jesus Christ. And the thing that happened when they came together and worshiped The Bible is clear. It says all of them were filled. Every single one was filled. And so ever how you came today, you can be filled with the Holy Spirit. You can live fully charged. You don't need to survive on fumes of one, you know, one back in the day when you met Jesus or where you had this incredible carpet time and this one-time encounter. You don't need to live your Christian life on fumes of yesteryear. 
Today you can be filled with his power and you can live fully charged today. And that's God's heart for you. Not that you would scrape through life and go, oh man, I, I just need to get to that holiday. I just need to get to, you know, retirement. I just need to get to that next, that next year's event. Or I just need to make it to next Sunday. Or whatever your next is, your destination. God's desire is that you would live every day fully charged with His power. Listen to the words of Ephesians 3 verse 14. I pray that out of His glorious riches, He may strengthen you with power. It's God's heart for you. Through His Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you being rooted and established in His love, may have power together with all, the, all of God's holy people to grasp how wide, how long, how high, how deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge. You can't get your head around it. You'll never reason it. You'll never work out a, a you know, foolproof argument because it's more than logic. It's about your spirit. That you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. This is God's heart, that you'd know the fullness of who God is. This isn't something that your brain gets around, that you can wrap your head around. Even if you memorize the entire Bible, the whole Word of God, you would still not know everything there is to know about God. You wouldn't have contained all that, that God is because you can't get your head around it. He wants to pour into you the Holy Spirit so that you are strengthened with power on your innermost being, so that you can live the life that He's called you to live. The life that, you've, that God called you to live is not according to your power. It's according to His power. You're never going to be qualified enough. You're never going to have enough skills. You're not going to have enough money in the bank to do what God's calling you to do. Because you're, the life that He's calling you to is one that is empowered from the Spirit that's impacted internally, that makes a difference every, to everything you do externally. This is the life that God's called you to. It's a life that is fully charged. And I want you to know, number one today, that the Holy Spirit is for you. I want you to eyeball me for a second. The Holy Spirit is for you. He's not for the person just next to you. He's not just for Pastor Lynn Lisandri. The Holy Spirit's power is for you. If you're in the room today, God can fill you internally with His power that you'd be strengthened to live the God life. The God life is not according to what you know. It's being empowered by His Spirit. And you can experience that today. No matter how much or how little you know about God, how many years you've been coming to church or how many weeks you've been coming to church, Whatever you've been doing this week or not doing, God's Spirit wants to fill you today on the inside so that you can live up to the life that He's called you to live. The Holy Spirit is for you. Joel prophesied, I'll pour out my Spirit on all people. Are you all people in this room today? Then He wants to fill you with His Spirit. In Acts 2, they, it says the people were all together in one place. And then in verse 7, it says that people were looking. They were witnessing what was happening 
in the church. And the Bible says they were utterly amazed. They couldn't get their head around that the Holy Spirit was filling all the people. And people were asking, aren't those that were speaking Galileans? How is it that each one of them in the room, uh, outside the room, sorry, hears them in our native language? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, Asia, Phrygia, Pamphylia, Egypt, the parts of Libya near Cyrene, people, visitors from Rome, Cretans and Crete, from Crete, and Arabs. We hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own language. They couldn't wrap their hand their head around the, the people in this room, in, in the church, uh, were not necessarily educated and, and wise, but the Spirit had done something in the church that was having global impact. They were speaking the languages of all the people gathered in Jerusalem in that day, and people could not understand what was going on. God was moving in the church. It's amazing how the languages in the Old Testament in sin, when people were trying to build something to their own glory, how languages were used to divide people. But here on the day of Pentecost, languages were used to unite people. And God wants to do something amazing in 2021. Where culture seeks to divide us, the church is the source of the ultimate answer to unification, to people coming together. That is what the gospel's all about. In 1906, there was a revival in Azusa Street, and it was led by a man of God who was a son of an emancipated slave. His name was William J. Seymour. He led the Azusa Street Revival. And God was moving so powerfully and incredibly in those days, 1906, that newspapers were hearing about what was happening in the church. In fact, the LA Times wrote a report they couldn't believe that what was happening in the church was black people, white people, Hispanics, people from all around the world were actually united inside the church. They were worshipping the same God together. They were getting along together. They were speaking together. They were eating together. And culture could not explain what they were trying to achieve on the outside of the church. The church, through worshipping God, was seeing everything that they were trying to see in the, fu- in the future. They couldn't believe that people were meeting together, getting along. And that's what the church is all about. The gospel message doesn't divide. The gospel message brings all types of people from different backgrounds and nations and cultures and social demographics and age groups. And together we all come together because of the gospel. And the Holy Spirit is for you because He wants to cause you to bring a solution to all of culture's ills, to the brokenness in society. The ultimate agency of change will be the church. That's you. Come on, as we go fully empowered with the Holy Spirit. The first thing, the Holy Spirit is for you. doesn't matter if you feel disqualified or underprepared, the Holy Spirit is for you. Second thing is the Holy Spirit is a gift. In other words, it's not about what you do or don't do. God wants to pour out His Spirit to you because His heart is for you. 
And he wants you to experience the fullness of his power to strengthen you from the inside out. That's what God wants to do. And so he wants to give you the gift of the Holy Spirit. My son, Zach, is, is 10 on the 9th of July. It's going to be his birthday. And when I give him a gift, I'm not going to say later that afternoon, Hey, Zach, remember that gift I gave you in the morning? Just so you know, I've set up a contract where on your 16th birthday, you're going to go out and get a job and you're going to pay me back for the gifts that I've given you. Zach, every time you've eaten from my fridge, the amount of food you've eaten in my house, it's been unbelievable. You know, I don't know how he does it. He's got a gift. I don't know how the amount of food he eats after school from three till dinner time. It's like insane. I'm like, you're having your dinner in an hour. He's, he's a machine. I'm not going to go at 16, right? You're going to pay me back for every snack you took out of the cupboards. You're not going to go everything that I gifted you. I want you to pay me back for it. In the same way, God does not give gifts to keep a checklist against you. And go, hey, I thought you said yes to Jesus. You should be doing X, Y, and Z now. Why are you not doing it? I'm going to take back my gift. No, it doesn't cause you to tick the boxes and make sure you're doing all the right things. When God gives gifts, He is a gift giver. And He gives them because His, strength, His power strengthens you on the inside. God's power does not change you on the outside to then affect you internally. God's power changes you on the inside so that the natural outworking will be seen on the outside. And so the answer to all of our, you know, us trying to work life out and how should we live is found in the presence of God. When we worship, we're changed. We're conformed into His likeness. When we ask God to fill us, then the natural outworking is we are filled more with the power of God. And we more regularly look up to where our true help comes from, and we conform ourselves to His Word, then naturally our lifestyle changes because we're changed and strengthened from the inside out. The Holy Spirit is a gift for you, and God wants to fill you today. He's not looking for you to qualify yourself, to check all the boxes, to live a certain way for a certain amount of time. God's power is for you, and God's power is a gift. And the last thing is the Holy Spirit is for now. The Holy Spirit is not for 10 years' time, not for next year, not when you feel qualified. The Holy Spirit is for you, is a gift for you, and is for right now. He wants to fill you today. I remember being 19 years old, a student in Sheffield, when I was filled and baptized in the Holy Spirit power of God. I didn't feel qualified anything but. There's certain aspects of my lifestyle that still needed changing. But the Holy Spirit, thank God, He didn't wait for me to qualify myself. He didn't wait for me to work things out. All He looked at was a spirit of hunger and thirst. He just saw someone that was desperate to be filled with the power of God. And the Holy Spirit was given to me, baptized. I remember the moment being filled and everything began to change internally. I knew something had shifted. I knew something was changed. I couldn't necessarily pull out all the scriptures at the time. I couldn't explain what was going on. 
But everything in that moment had changed. And you can experience that today. I believe you can walk out of this building knowing something shifted in there. Something changed in that building today. I don't know what it is, but I walked in one way and I just feel stronger. I feel like I've got a power. To me, it felt almost like an electricity. I, I couldn't, couldn't explain, but just something was in me, was hungry about changing the world. It was like natural for me to, to think about how could I be a contributor? How could I make a difference everywhere I go? That's because God's power was given us so that we would be witnesses. When you're filled with the power, changing the world takes care of itself. If you're hungry and thirsty to be changed on the inside today, you don't need to qualify. You don't need to wait for anything else. The Holy Spirit is for you. The Holy Spirit is a gift today. And the Holy Spirit is for today. It's for you now. Then you can be filled with His power. It just starts with hunger and thirst. The church in Acts 2. It's just 120 people. They looked around the room. Maybe there's people in the room that thought, why am I even in the room? Why have I been invited? They would have looked around and seen some of the disciples. They would have been like, wow, definitely the Holy Spirit's going to fill them. I mean, they've been spending all their time with Jesus. I mean, they, they've got the, they know all the language. They know, I mean, man, they've been preaching themselves. They're doing incredible things, but I don't know why I'm here. I just, Jesus was walking past and he said, you know, in a few days, go and be in that room in Jerusalem. Just go and wait. And I just did it. And they might have felt like, I, I don't know if anything's going to happen today. Many of the room probably didn't even necessarily have faith when they entered the room. But as the church on that day began to worship, as they began to lift up their voices, as they began to pray, I've literally been to the upper room in Jerusalem and you go in and you're like, is that it? There's nothing special about the room. You walk out and you think, well, like there's way better sights than that. It's just like a room in a normal house. And you think, what? And these people would have walked in one way, but they walked out totally different. This is just an ordinary warehouse on the side of Chester before it stored furniture. And now it's housing world changers. We just have to go, God, come on. We're, there's nothing about the building. There's nothing about the service, but everything is about you. And we worship you today. And as we lift God up, you watch how His power is going to fill you. I want every person to stand to your feet. And I want you where you are just to lift your focus. Lift your eyes. Lift your attention to Jesus. As we begin to worship Him, as we thank God for who He is, what He's done, what He's doing in Chester, what He's doing in this region. And through us together as audacious church, He's now helping us to move into Sheffield and Cardiff and to the ends of the earth. Thank you for listening to this audacious podcast. For any more information, visit us online, audaciouschurch.com.
We'd love for you to join us at one of our campuses, Manchester, Chester, or online, every Sunday, 10 a.m. and 12 p.m. 